Hello and welcome to the daily podcast for Olympic and Paralympic Talk Destination Tokyo and I'm Mark Shardlow and today it's a throwback Friday with a great Olympian, Sir Chris Hoy, 11 times world champion, 6 times Olympic champion. I was lucky enough to sit in on a recording for the Track and Ball podcast where Sir Chris was interviewed by the presenters Paralympic double gold medal winner Richard Whitehead and England World Cup footballer and Olympian Ellen White. It's a podcast I definitely recommend, definitely worth subscription. And this is just a small sample of a fascinating and long conversation. There are bits here that are really interesting. Amongst them, the thought that talent doesn't come easy, that you have to work for it, and Sir Chris certainly did that. And there's another thing that's definitely been a theme on this podcast this week, and that's the mind. And Chris begins by going back to the Athens Games in 2004 and a conversation he had before the event with the relatively new sports psychologist for British Cycling at the time, the now widely known Dr Steve Peters. Just to give a bit of context, I really hadn't engaged with Steve at all up until that point. So he was, he'd been in the team for about a year and I hadn't really seen the benefit of a, a sports psychologist. And there was a stigma attached to seeing a psychologist because it was almost seen as a, a chink in your armour. It was a sign of weakness to go and speak to a psychologist, whereas mm-hmm. now we realise the huge benefits you can gain from that, not just in your sporting life, but your, your general life. Um, so, yeah, Steve came to me and he said, look, you know, how's it going? And I said, it's great, yeah, yeah. And he said, um, I just want to pose this one scenario. He said, what, what are you going to do if somebody breaks the world record right before you get on the track to, to compete? Um, and I was writing a, the time trial event where, you know, one by one, You've got one shot. There's no heats or qualifiers, just one ride to, to try and win that gold medal. And I was going to be going off last as world champion. And the reason he asked this is because the previous year I'd reacted. So I, I was last to go the previous year at the world championships. And I'd, I'd looked at the other riders' times. I'd been distracted by their performances. And I, I'd changed my game plan at the last minute. And he was wanting to ensure this didn't happen again. So I said to him, well, I... I just won't think about it. If someone breaks the world record, I just won't, I won't think about it at all. And he said, okay, well, if I say to you right now, don't think about a pink elephant, what's the first thing that pops into your head? <laughs> yeah. This pink elephant. You know. And I was like, right, he's, he's got some sort of mind control, you know, Dan Brown style yeah, mind control technique, something strange going on here. Um, but I said, okay, well then what, what should I do? And he said, well, you can't not think about something. Um, you have to focus on what you want to think about. And whatever you think about, you focus on that, it'll displace any negative thoughts or any anxious thoughts or any irrelevant thoughts. Um, it's called cognitive displacement. And um, so we've only got three weeks between now and the games. So basically, the, the long and short of it is every time you feel stressed or anxious about anything related to the games, I want you to visualize your your one minute of performance from your perspective, the, the, the perfect performance, the perfect race, and you know and see how you get on but just do that whenever you feel anxious so so i did um and it was it started off maybe two or three times a day and then it got more and more and more and as i got to into the village you know it was almost three or four times an hour probably because you get more and more stressed and then by the night itself on the race itself um you know i guess just as if he had a, a crystal ball three guys broke the world record in succession about five minutes before a race or seconds before a race um, and I used that technique to, to just focus on myself and to to visualize what I wanted to do, not to worry about anybody else or the things that were out with my control, but to to focus on me. And, and you know, again, go back to the, the, the process, not the outcome. Don't think about the gold medal. 
don't think about the performances those guys have done. Just be the best I can be. And that was what got me through it because it was mm. such a stressful night. I mean, it's a Hollywood script. It was perfect. It, you know, the times got faster and faster and I was the last man to go. But from my perspective, it was utterly terrifying. You know, you were, you're quaking in your boots, but you're just trying to focus on, on what you can do. And I think that there's this perception that athletes are, um, you know, supremely confident and, you know, they, they have no self-doubt, but you guys know it's what it's like. It's, you, we all doubt ourselves and it's, it's often what pushes or certainly what pushed me on was, was, I don't know if I can do this. I want to see if I can, let's, let's give it a go. But, um, yeah, it was, that was the, the key moment. I, I focused on myself and I won the race and I became Olympic champion in that moment, you know, stepping and how did that podium. feel? Oh, how did that feel to? Well, you know, you know what it's like. It's that, it's the, it's, it's surreal. It's it, because you've dreamt of it for so long. And even though you've beaten, you know, each of those athletes that you're racing against that night, on other nights and other occasions, it's about doing it when it matters on that one night, that one time. And um, yeah, it was relief that it had been worthwhile, you know, that, that it hadn't gone wrong because I, I knew there were so many different things that could happen. I crashed six weeks, uh, sorry, six days before the race in the village, just riding around the village, almost got hit by a bus, you know, almost, you know, didn't, didn't get to the start line. So, so many things can go wrong before, you know, that you're just relieved that it's worked out. And then there's just that, yeah, just sheer exhilaration. Just it's it's not it's hard to explain just what it feels like at that moment when you step in the podium and they call your name out and then they say Olympic champion after it. It's um yeah, it's wonderful. Immediately afterwards, you start reflecting on the whole journey that brought you to that point. So, you know, with my dad going back to the days in the you know sitting in the back of the car, sleeping the way down to driving down to the south of England to a BMX race. You know, through the night kind of thing. We'd pack the car up on a Friday evening. We'd race on Saturday, Sunday, get back late Sunday night. And, you know, he'd be starting at work at 7.30 in the morning. I'd be off to school. And then we'd start that process the next Friday. And it was this, you know, it wasn't because he thought we had this, I had a chance of becoming a professional cyclist. It was purely for the fun and the joy of um, doing something that I loved and also spending a bit of time, you know, father and son, that kind of thing. And, and you think never in a million years did either of us believe that we'd end up where it did um, and that's you know that is why you know I've written a couple of books but one of the the, the one that sort of centres in on this main concept is is Be Amazing that's my new book and yeah. my point is that I think that anybody we, we, we all have the potential mm. to achieve more than we ever think is possible and I think that I always believed that successful people no matter what field it was they were in they were different to the rest of us they were born differently they, they were destined for greatness from day one and yet the more that I've seen in my life and in other people's lives, I know that's not the case. You know, people who are successful are those who have found their passion and then they've worked bloody hard at it. They've stuck with mm -hmm. it. They haven't given up. They've built resilience. They've learned how to deal with failure and, and setback and disappointment. And they, they have, they don't make excuses. They have actually, they, they've made it happen. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, that's the key message I want to get across to so many kids out there that if you really want to do something and if you really love doing it, you can achieve anything you know and and even Everybody's if you don't get gift, even if, right? yeah and it's and i think there's just there's too many too many tv shows and too many things that are fed to our kids that tell them that it's about talent and it's about overnight success and that people who are good are just good at it and the reality is that every single person has to work hard every single athlete you know whether it's usain bolt or lionel messi or whoever you know they've all had setbacks they've all had defeats they've all had disappointments but they've, they've sussed out how to get through that and how to, to learn from them. So, um, yeah, it's, it, 
I think it is remarkable once you get there and you look back and you think, how you know how how did I end up here on this podium? Yeah. Um, but you've got to try and savor it and, and enjoy that moment. That's Sir Chris Hoy with Richard Whitehead and Ellen White on their Track and Ball podcast. Go and check it out. A full interview on there and also a great back catalogue of guests. And that wraps it up for this week. Thanks for your continued support. And keep sending in the comments. I really appreciate them. And don't forget, if you hit subscribe, then this podcast will automatically appear each day on your device for free. And although we're trying to be topical, you'll find some real nuggets amongst the interviews, which are definitely not dated. So thanks again for listening and see you soon. Bye bye.